1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to start reading in verse 3. By which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures, and that He was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, He was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, He was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all, he was seen of me also, as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen then is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that He raised up Christ, whom He raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. And if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, ye are yet in your sins." Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Praise God, we're not in that situation where there is no resurrection. But I want you to ask some questions to yourself today. What if that stone was never rolled away? What if when Mary went to the garden to put some ointments on Jesus, she found him still in the grave? What if nobody ever saw him again? What if those Fishermen went back fishing and just continued on with their lives as if none of that ever happened. What if all the work Jesus did while he was on this earth was just that, just the works and deeds of a good man? What if he was just some crazy guy that went around telling people he was God? What if? Ask yourself those questions. I want you to understand something that all those questions that I just posed to you, first of all, most of us already know the answers to those questions, that, that those are false questions. But when you ask yourself that, what, what if 
all of that stuff really meant nothing. You need to think about what really happened, okay? Because if all of those things, if Jesus really didn't rise from the dead, there was a whole lot of people that laid down their life for nothing. There was a whole lot of people that knew him personally that went to their death and most of their deaths were just absolutely horrendous. Defending an ideal that was a lie. I want you to really think about that today because I know most of y'all sitting here today are saved. Most of you are Christians. Most of you have lived a life believing Jesus is alive and that He is your Savior. I know that, but I want you to go back just for a little while and really focus on this. Because we serve a living God, okay? We don't serve a God that, that, that did some things in the past and now He's dead and we're just remembering those things. That's not how it works, you see, because the God I serve is still alive today. He's still doing mighty things. He is my hope. He is the one that I trust in, right? And like that scripture said, if, if my hope in Christ is only for this life, then I'm a miserable person because there's nothing else that's going to come after it. It's just good works and deeds. So let's think about those guys. What we have is we have a bunch of people that had things to do before Jesus came on the scene. These weren't people that were just sitting around. Man, I hope somebody shows up and tells me what to do today. They all had jobs, right? They, they were out making a living because in these days and times, if you didn't get out there and make a living, you were going to starve to death. There wasn't any government assistance or anything. I mean, it, if you didn't make the food or the money somehow, you would, you'd die. So what we have is we have a, a, a majority of them are fishermen. One was a tax collector, and I don't remember all of them, but they all had different occupations. If he wasn't real... If he didn't really show back up after his death, why wouldn't they just go back to what they were doing? Why waste your time in your life defending a cause that's founded on lies? But they gave up everything they had. And they stood in the face of threats of, their, of death and defended the name of Jesus. Do you think it might be because they believed it? The scripture I just read to you says that, that he, he visited each and every one of them. It says at one instance there was over 500 that saw him at one time. Okay, so there's plenty of evidence that Jesus is alive. What if death wasn't conquered?
Y'all, it hurts when somebody we know dies. But as a child of God, it's a different kind of hurt. Because see, what we, what we have is just this pain of the loss. But we have a hope. You can go into those times knowing there's going to come a day when you see them again. And that whatever pain they might have went through on this earth, all of that has ended and they're in the presence of God. So see, we have a hope. And we also have a victory. Because when we leave this life, the Word tells us that to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. That tells me there's not much gap there, right? When I leave this body, I'm with Him. I ain't got to wander around in nothing that's trying to find my way. What if death wasn't conquered? You see, Jesus died. But He took up His life again. Death would still have its sting to it. You skip on over to verse 51. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Y'all, that's, that's a reason to rejoice this morning, and y'all are sitting there like you didn't get enough sleep last night. Because I know people that I can't wait to see. I know people that have, uh, you know, in the eyes of this world, been swallowed up by the grave. But they're living in victory today, y'all. And there's going to come a day when I'm going to see them again. So death has lost its sting to me. Y'all, there was a time in my life I feared death. Even as a, even as a child of God, I was saved and I, I looked at it as a thing to fear. But I have come to the knowledge that, that my king has me in his hand. Okay? So when the time comes, that means he is done with me here and he's taken me to be with him. And y'all, I look forward to that day. I embrace it. I'm ready. Whenever he is ready to take me, I'm ready to go with him. People that are tied to this world listen to things like that and and they say well man what about what about your kids and what about your wife and and oh there's things I still want to do and and all this no y'all I don't I don't care somebody that's younger may say yeah but you've already been able to live and do some things in your life Y'all came to the realization that when the time is right, I've done everything I needed to do anyway. And there's going to be so much more over there, y'all. 
Look, this life ain't nothing but just a, a, a little taste. The good things. If you pick the good things in this life out, it's just a little smidgen compared to what God has for us. There ain't nothing in this life I want to hold on to. That's how I can say death has lost its sting, y'all. I don't fear it. Do not fear it. I'm telling you today, don't fear it. See, your Savior conquered it. Jesus Christ conquered it. He was the only one that could lay his life down and then pick it up again. You see, any of us sitting here today can lay down our life, right? We can just give it up. But he picked it back up. He rose. He rose. I try to put myself in the situation where what it was like for those guys. I remember that <clears throat> one scripture where Peter said, he said, I go fishing. It, I kind of get this sense that he's kind of down in the dumps. And not long after that, they're out there fishing and not catching nothing and somebody from the shore hollers out to them, throw your net on the other side. And they pull that big net full of fish up and I think it's at that moment they kind of realize, wait a minute, that ain't just some dude standing on the shore. That's Jesus. And Peter couldn't wait till they paddled up to the shore. He got out and swam up to him. I think at that point something kind of changed in him. Because he realized, you know, he already knew Jesus had rose from the dead, but I think there was probably still some uncertainty about his own future. What was it that he was going to be doing? Because, see, they saw it as their master had left them. They were in uncertain times, y'all. God had, had, Jesus himself had brought them to this point where they were equipped. And now he's gone. Now, he, he, I mean, what, what do we do from here on, right? And Jesus began to pour into them just a little more. Okay? There was another instance where these two disciples were walking on the road to Emmaus and, and they met this guy. And the Bible says that their eyes were holding that they might not recognize him. So God had kind of fixed it so they didn't know who he was. And so they began to talk to this guy, and he asked him, what's wrong? He said, well, don't you know that they have killed Jesus, and they, they buried him, and, and it's just terrible, man. Don't you understand that there's nothing left for us to do? We thought he was coming to set up a kingdom. And the Word says that Jesus began from, from Moses and through all the prophets to explain to them uh, who He was in all the Scripture. Must have been a long walk. So they reach where they're going. They go into the house. and He's going to go on His way. And they're like, no, come on, come and eat with us. And He goes and sits down with them and begins to break bread. 
And he loosens the grip on their eyes and they can see who he is. And as soon as they recognize him, he disappears. And they're just sitting there in awe. Wouldn't you? (laughs) Man, we've been walking and talking with Jesus all this time. And one of them said something that has always just stuck in my head. After the fact, he he realizes who he is. He says to the other one, he says, didn't our hearts just burn when he spoke to us? And man, I, I always thought about that. And, and, and it's true, when, whenever God has spoke to me, it's like there's just a fire starts inside me. And I can't do nothing about it, right? I mean, when he speaks to you, there's just something that happens inside you. And this guy said, didn't our hearts just burn when he spoke to us? You see, these guys were encountering the risen Savior. A risen Savior. He wasn't dead. He was no longer confined to this mortal body. He could do things that normal people can't do. At one point, they said he walked through a wall. They were in this room. It was all closed up, and he just came in. Hey, how's it going, guys? Wouldn't you just hit the floor? Man. They were in awe. They were just in shock. Imagine what they had been through, man, those two and a half days, basically. Guy that they loved and looked up to, their leader, much more than that because, I mean, he is Jesus, right? Beaten, tortured, and killed, hung on a cross, and man, they saw every bit of it. They took him and buried him. Y'all, if you've been around any funerals, it's a pretty final thing, right? You have to know, even though Jesus told them beforehand all these things that were going to happen, you have to know in that moment they probably didn't have much faith. I know I wouldn't. It would be real hard to keep faith and hope and trust in somebody that's dead. First Peter chapter 1, verses 3-5 through five. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. I want y'all to look at verse 3 real close. It says, Which according to His abundant mercy hath begotten. Where's another time we've heard that word? 
book of John, chapter 3, verse 16, talks about his only begotten son, right? That was then, but this is now. See, now we're begotten. We're his, okay? If you have accepted Jesus as your Savior, you are His. It's, it's like you were born into His family. And look, we talk all the time about being adopted, but y'all, that is not exactly the way God sees it. He sees you like you are His own. Hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. Y'all need some lively hope today, y'all. You need to leave this place today with a lively hope. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there would be no church. If He didn't rise from the dead, those disciples would have went fishing and that would have been the end of it. Nobody would have ever saw Him again. Mary would have went to that tomb and found a body and she would have put her ointments and, and spices and, and, and odors and everything on Him and eventually they would have just forgotten and went on about their lives. Having fond memories of a good man that did a lot of good works. Nobody would have ever talked about him in a hundred years. They would have just all forgot. How many people have lived on this world that the world would consider good people and nobody ever talks about them again today? I want y'all to understand that Jesus Christ wasn't just a good man. But he came and conquered this thing that we were all just deathly afraid of, and that is death. So who do you trust in? Do you put your trust in your job, in your talents and abilities? Because see, a lot of these men had done that before they met Jesus. They provided for themselves, so to speak, like a lot of us here today do. You put your trust in your friends and your family. They'll let you down. You need to leave here today remembering who holds your future. Who holds your future? I asked you one question earlier. What if the disciples continued their lives where they left off? Did you do that after you were saved? Did you have that little moment of, of oh, man, everything is great and I'm saved and I'm going to heaven and then a little while later you just kind of went back and picked up where you left off and continued on in your life? I want you to look at the scriptures and see what, what really happened because those disciples didn't do that. They were changed, okay? There was great evidence of change in their life. They could have just went back and went fishing. But God empowered them with something. You see, before Jesus actually finally left, He said, now... You've done all this stuff up to this point, but what I want you to do right now is I want you to go wait in Jerusalem. You see, this would have never happened if Jesus hadn't have been alive because he told them after he rose, right? He said, I want you to go wait in Jerusalem until the Comforter comes. 
I'm sending somebody. And see, they were from that point empowered by the Holy Spirit That lively hope, y'all, I want you to hear me today. They went about then teaching and preaching, and people would say, I don't want you to ever preach in that name again. And they said, yeah, we're, we can't do that. <laughs> and they'd beat them. And one time they stoned Paul to the point that they thought he was dead. Threw him outside the city gates. People went out there and looked at him and he got up, went back into the city and went back preaching about Jesus. Y'all, you don't do that unless you have encountered a living God, okay? You don't do that because somebody has passed down a tradition to you that says this is our God on this bookshelf over here and we're going to worship him. It's a living God we serve. You want to know what Easter is about? Easter is about everything in our religion. I'm trying to tell you today that if resurrection didn't happen, this is all for nothing. We wouldn't even be here today. There wouldn't be a church. There wouldn't be no, any such thing because those people that believed in his resurrection went about establishing the church. He is our hope and our victory. Death is swallowed up in Him. 